0: Every day when I go to work, there is someone sitting on the corner of the street between my local cafe and the road to my office. Most people pass them by, heading to their own personal local coffee shop or to their own jobs on the commercial street. I've been the same most days. I duck into the cafe and pick up my usual before heading off to continue my normal life. But today was different. Most other days when I've been past, they've only been setting up, taking instruments out of cases, clasping sheets of paper to music stands with clothesline pegs. Today I was late enough that by the time I reached the cafe, they were ready to perform. And when they opened their mouth to sing, it was like nothing I'd ever heard before. They sang without any words, just a tune. But even so, The word just simply doesn't do it justice. A clear tone, a rounded sound, perfectly in tune and in time. It wasn't just any old tune. It was a wordless serenade. It caressed me in its warmth, sweeping down the streets and filling the air with harmony. The notes rang out strongly, soaring high, dipping low, rushing like a river, chiming like bells. The guitar's dulcet tone joined in and created something more. Something greater than a whole. Because a guitar is just half a tune, but the voice had held me so strongly that it simply couldn't just be half of something. It was more than that to me. Before I knew it, I was late to work, but I couldn't seem to find it in me to care. I had found something to hold on to. I was late to work every day for the following week. It was an oral addiction that took me hard and fast, burrowed deep into my brain and held tight and didn't let go. I formed a new routine of making my coffee at home so I had no reason to go to the cafe in the morning. It saved me some time. But after that first week, I noticed that the musician was able to start performing slightly earlier every day. I adjusted my arrival times accordingly so I would have the maximum time to listen to them and still be on time for work. Every day, the sun rose earlier, I got up earlier, the music started earlier. It was the start of summer and the start of a new life, although I didn't know it then. The musicians single-handedly brought color to the city. They wore tie-dyed shirts, rainbow beanies, and accessories in many shades. Their eyes gleamed as they belted out their songs. They were a sign of life in the metropolis. They had something that nobody else seemed to have. I longed to find out just what that was. If I wasn't so socially awkward, as most city-dwelling office workers are, Perhaps I would have talked to them sooner. Alas, with me being how I am, it took me a whole month of silent, awe-filled listening to pluck up the courage to bring them a lemon curd-filled muffin. I had agonized over my choice of offering for far too long, debating on whether they would like coffee, whether they would want a hot chocolate in the warm summer weather, whether they would refuse a scone on account of them being potentially able to dry out their voice, before finally settling on an innocuous muffin. Part of me still fretted over whether they would even like lemon curd, but I decided enough was enough and made my purchase. Now to give it to them. They were singing and playing the guitar, a sweet, wordless tune that did not tear at my soul as much as other songs they had sung. I stood at a distance, palms sweating, even though the muffin had no heat left in it. As their song drew to a close, I noticed something. Nobody clapped. They kept walking past, tied to their duty, staring at their phones, talking to someone on the other side. They paid no heed to the musician who dwelt there on that lonely corner. The musician didn't seem to mind, smiling softly to themselves, fiddling with the tuning pegs on their guitar. No appreciation again, their smile seemed to say. No surprises there, but never mind. I decided to change that. I stepped forward, muffin in hand, cleared my throat and held out the muffin to them. They tilted their head at me inquisitively, smiling. A lock of ginger hair fell out from their rainbow beanie. Sharp green eyes seemed to ask, Well then, what's this? If I wasn't already prepared to fall, I was going to have to be. The muffin was well received, thank goodness. The musician had wondered why I was trying to give them food as opposed to loose change as one might typically give a busker. I explained to them that I don't usually carry around cash in favor of keeping my wallet light and they laughed understandingly. Goodness, even their laugh sounded musical. Where on earth did they learn that? They seemed to sense my awkwardness and took their turn in the conversation first asking a couple of questions that I answered before asking a couple of my own. We were finally getting into the swing of it before three things happened. One, a passerby shoved me as they walked past. Two, I staggered and almost fell to the pavement. Three, the only reason I didn't was that the musician caught me. I didn't think I would have to prepare to fall literally as well. After a prolonged moment of the two of us staring at each other and blushing and desperately trying to look anywhere else, a fourth thing happened. My work alarm went off. Late again. I hurried off to work, no time to stay any longer. Deep down, my heart regretted not telling the musician my name and not being able to ask for theirs in return. Our interactions didn't end there, thankfully. The following day, I mustered up the courage to approach them directly, and they smiled at me as though I were a true friend, although we had only talked once before. They asked me my name. I gave them it and asked for theirs in return. They offered no surname, even though that is what I had done. It wasn't the first time I had wondered about their lifestyle and how exactly it differed to mine. We continued getting to know each other during the summer. I would sometimes buy them drinks or snacks from the cafe, now knowing what treats they'd prefer, and sometimes they would give me something freshly baked the night before by a friend. It was always a friend, never them alone. When I asked them about this mysterious friend, they laughed and said they were never much good at baking, and their friend has all the time in the world to hone her craft. Which hadn't exactly answered my question, of course. But never mind. The baking was delicious. After several weeks had gone on, one day, as I was just about to leave their morning music session and head off to work, they caught me by the wrist. I turned around, Only to look at smiling green eyes and a cheeky grin as they told me to meet me here after work. I'll be waiting for you. What had I gotten myself into? Doing as was asked of me, after work I walked back to the cafe corner to find my musician with none of their usual equipment. They were standing there, hands in vest pockets, eyes closed, head bobbing to some music only they could hear. Their fringe peeked out from behind their beanie and flopped softly over one eye, and as I headed over to them, I could barely resist the urge to reach out and tuck their fringe away. I didn't, of course. I made my way over to where they stood, and they opened their eyes, giving me a cheeky grin that I'd never really gotten used to seeing. They told me that they were going to take me somewhere, show me something that is important to them. They held out their hand to me. Something fell into place. I reached out and took it. They took me to a building not too far away. It appeared to be a large old bungalow in a not too shabby condition, with rainbow colors painted on the door. They only had to knock twice before the door swung open and we were greeted by a kindly woman wearing a flower-stained apron in shades of pink, white, and blue. She ushered the two of us inside, having a few cheeky remarks to make to my musician. So this is who you've been taking my baking to, hmm?" and laughing at their responsive. Well, the thing I do best is music, and music as a present is complicated, you know. We went into the main room, where at least a dozen people wearing every shade of the rainbow put together, milled around, chatted and laughed. My musician, still holding my hand, took me around the room, bringing me to meet each one of their friends. A painter, a baker, a couple of authors, a dancing trio few musicians too, each one with a personality as bright as the sun. My musician told me, this is my community, my people. We create art and bring it to the world. We all stick together. I wanted you to meet them because you're special to me. This may have been the first time I had ever seen them blush. The painter looked at the two of us with a discerning eye, and then spoke. The noise in the room fell to a hush. The question they asked still sticks in my head now. So, what do you have to offer us? The painter brought me to a room with many creative items, and the rest of the community piled in behind us. Items on chairs surrounded me, a pair of ballet shoes, a notepad and pen, a painting easel, a frying pan and a rolling pin, a keyboard. I stepped forward to the keyboard, hesitantly reached out, and pressed middle C. It rang out, clearly and electronically. I quickly changed the sound palette to a grand acoustic piano sound, pressed C again, and nodded when a much more mellow sound greeted my ears. I looked around at the people behind me. My musician caught my gaze, grinned, and nodded towards me at the piano. I took a deep breath and began to play. It was nothing special, just one of my old grade five piano pieces that I happened to remember from some ten years ago. I only played for about a minute before my nerves got the better of me, and I faltered. Once, twice, and then stopped playing altogether. I turned around to see the painter eyeing me curiously, a smirk on their lips. I vaguely saw the smiles of the audience. But there was one of them whose opinion I cared about more than anyone else in the room. My musician was there, beaming, hands over their heart, They mouthed a message to me, well done. These days, my mornings look rather different than they used to. I wake up, sometimes in my own flat, sometimes in the artist community bungalow with my musician laying next to me, quiet only in their sleep. I head off to work with a smile on my face that never used to be there and a new rainbow tire on my neck. After work, I return to the community bungalow, have a meal with the artists there, and afterwards take part in their performance exhibition. The authors read their stories, the painter shows off their latest work in progress, the baker tells us about new recipes she has been toying with, and the musicians make music. I accompany my musician in their songs, they sing, I play, they write music for me to perform, As someone who doesn't know how to write music and who learned to play an instrument so long ago, I find performing rather daunting and would never want to go out busking like the other musicians do. The artists understand this and just say my presence in their community is enough and that they need someone with a steady office job anyway. Part of my pay now goes to the community. It's alright, because I'm one of them and what we have, we share. It leaves us all better off. The only thing I wouldn't share is my musician. They feel the same way about me. I had found the secret to happiness in my life, and it was all because of a busking musician, a late start to one morning, and a lemon curd muffin. Cheese is a trans anthology podcast distributed by the Listless Network and produced by Alex Abrahams. Busking was written and directed by Lee Gresson. It was edited by Mary Newman with music composed by Lee Gresson. In today's episode, you heard the voice of Jordan Hendrickson as the narrator. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune in tomorrow for The Wooden Park Burial of a Concept by Adam Hankins. But until then, have a great time zone and stay trans.